Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in Luke chapter 18. Tonight is study number 11, and we're continuing to read uh, verses 2 through 8. Saying, There was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. There was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth." In our last study, we were looking at the word avenge. And we un- we realized that the widow woman typifies God's elect. So we're a little taken aback, a-, a little surprised that she's coming to the unjust judge and, and she's um, asking for vengeance. Avenge me of mine adversary. We know that God says, um, vengeance is mine. Avenge not yourselves to his people. And, and yet, when, uh, we look at this widow woman who typifies the elect, she is crying out to be avenged. We also saw that this is the prayer of God's elect in Revelation 6. Again, it says in Revelation 6, verse 10, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And and, and so we, we wonder, well, um, why are, are the elect making requests for vengeance? And doesn't God say, love your enemies and forgive and pardon? Why is this widow woman seeking vengeance? Why are the souls under the altar crying out for vengeance to God? And the answer is that God's elect have a love for righteousness, for truth. And and, and that God's will be done. And they have uh, received this uh, love for the truth, this ongoing desire to do the will of God, to see the will of God uh, perform, because God has emplaced it within them with a new heart and spirit, and because His Holy Spirit dwells within them. And, and therefore, the people of God from their heart are beseeching God, crying out to God for justice. 
That's really what the woman is seeking when she's coming to the unjust judge and and saying, avenge me of mine adversary. There, There is a wrong that has been done. And the woman wants justice. And so too do God's people want justice. We, we want the scales of, of justice to be balanced. And, and we know in the world today that injustice is the norm. That unrighteousness is everywhere. And Oh, it grieves the hearts of the people of God to hear that which is evil called good and and that which is bad lifted up and exalted as uh, some wonderful thing when when God's people understand it's contrary to the law of God that that this thing that the world is um, exalting and lifting up goes flatly against the teaching of the Bible, whether it be evolution or whether it be gay marriage or whether it be the the killing of the unborn in the womb or more and more things. The world has turned it around and, 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 and said, now this is what actually is good. This is what is right morality. You, you must be for this, and if you're against it, then that is bad and immoral to be against uh, two men who, who have feelings for one another and, and want to come together in marriage. That's immoral of you. That is wrong of you. Or uh, to be against the woman's right to obtain an abortion, to have control over her own body. That is wrong of you, immoral of you. You are evil for wanting to force your values on others. And they've turned everything around. And, and they call that which is bad good. And, and God's people are grieved in soul because in the soul we desire righteousness and justice. And, and the world is filled with the contrary, filled with evil things being called good things and right things. And, and so the, the hearts of the children of God are, are groaning within themselves more and more as God is the one who has allowed the world to, um, sink into the depths of depravity that we, we presently see on the earth. By, first of all, loosing Satan and by lifting the Holy Spirit that was restraining sin upon the hearts of men throughout most of the history of the world, God has produced or, or, or allowed and permitted the present circumstances that are all over the face of the earth today to come into being in order to fulfill His word that iniquity abound, that the church um, fall away and, and be apostate and, and to show it, it's a, it's a huge illustration that we are at the time of the end of the world. 
and yet at the same time it it is all part of the testing program of the people of God as they must go through the great tribulation when the beast has risen and the image has been made to the beast within the church or actually is the church itself made in the likeness of Satan and and then into the days of judgment into judgment day when the test intensifies and grows more severe the fire is is heated all the more the the fire is put to the people of God and the world increases in wickedness and God's people are groaning within themselves oh lord oh lord we desire justice and righteousness and holiness and purity only because you have made us anew within and the world is getting more unjust more unrighteous more unholy more perverted and wicked and it is going down 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 into the depths of sin into um levels that have never before been seen on the face of the earth and here we are O god still present living on the earth in the day of judgment and you are our only hope O lord you and and your word and your word indicates we are there we are at the time and that's why we're seeing these things in the world why we're seeing these things in the church why uh, we're seeing these things in the bible most of all the bible has put uh, brought forth information pinpointing the time of the great tribulation pinpointing the time of judgment days beginning on may 21 2011 and now O oh lord all is coming together pointing to october 7th 2015 as the very likely end of the world dear heavenly father the voice of god's elect rises up and in prayer in prayer beseeching him how long o lord till you avenge and yes god began to avenge on may 21 2011 and judgment day did begin at that time and god has avenged us his people of our adversary the devil by judging him and putting him down deposing him from all rule and and god has judged the enemies of his kingdom on that day by shutting the door of heaven and ending his salvation program yet it's ongoing yet there needs to be a completion of it there needs to be a finality to all these things, a finality to the judgment of God. And, and, and God's people are lifting their voices that are emanating forth from their soul, from their righteous born again soul, the soul in which there is no sin, though they themselves are still sinners because they're in the flesh. Yet the cry unto God is, O oh Lord, holy and true how long before you avenge and complete this judgment oh lord we could all spread out the the things that are going on in the world the things that the people of the world are saying oh father we know that you have heard 
you have heard the mockery and the reviling and the laughing and the scorn. You have learned, you have heard the, um, hatred and, and, and the, the vilification of thy people, thy good servants like Mr. Camping, and you have heard uh, the wicked of the world uh, denounce him and call him a false prophet as those in the churches that have no understanding of truth in any way point their bony finger at a good and faithful man like Mr. Camping, and yet four fingers point back at them because they are the ones that teach falsely on practically every point of doctrine today. And, and oh Lord, we know you have heard all these things. And, and like uh, King Hezekiah and Isaiah, we could spread it out before God. We could spread out all of these things before the Lord. And we could make requests. And actually, we should be making requests. All of God's people. It is a time to lift up our voice to God and to pray, Dear Father, dear Father in heaven, may it be that you come October 7th, 2015. And we only pray this, Lord, because we know that are the things that are according to your will are the things that you hear. And, oh, Lord, as we look at your word, the Bible, we see that that day qualifies to be the last day unlike any other day before it. And we cannot see any other day beyond it. Dear Heavenly Father, since all is in place, since the world has increased in wickedness according to your word, that that would be the characteristic of the world at the end. And since the church has fallen away and grown apostate, and you have already judged it and completed your judgment upon the institution of the New Testament corporate church, and since the timeline of history now has brought forth, your word has brought forth a, a number of 1,600 days that points to a day, October 7th, wherein it would um, give us the number of 10,000 overall days of judgment. And since the Bible indicates that the number 10 points to completeness, we, we beseech you, O God, we ask that that day may be the day you do complete your judgment and finalize all things regarding this world. And, oh, Lord, since the Bible says the harvest is the end of the world, and October 7th, 2015 is the last day of harvest, may that be the day that you complete your harvest and have completed the reaping and the gathering process. And, dear Heavenly Father, since the Bible indicates through the use of the phrase last day, that the Feast of Tabernacles and the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles will be the last day of Earth's existence. And October 7th, 2015 is the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles this year in the Hebrew calendar. May it be that that will be the last day for this world. Dear Heavenly Father, since your word indicates the resurrection and rapture 
occurs and takes place on the last day, may it be that this coming October 7th will be that day, the day that you hear our prayers and the day that you come for your people, that you avenge them of their adversary and and all of the adversaries of this world. Why not? Why don't we pray that way? Why not approach unto God and beseech Him as this widow woman has gone to an unjust judge and and the the judge had no care or concern for her and she had no uh, status before him of any kind, no authority, no power, but by her continual coming day after day after day after day he hearkened to her and he avenged her of her adversary. Now, how much more? How much more? This is the point God is saying when he says, Hear what the unjust judge saith. The unjust judge who did as she requested and pleaded with him because she wearied him and troubled him. How much more will the righteous God, the holy God, that's God's point, and a, a God who does not view the woman as a, a bother or as nothing before him, but God who views the woman with love and compassion and has the greatest of concern for her because he has bought her and redeemed her and saved her and forgiven her all sin and made her one of his own children. The, the widow woman is not just some desolate um, old woman to him. She is the one that he has died for, that he has suffered for, that he has brought to himself and has the most wonderful of plans for. He has great love for this widow. And as God has great love for his people. So that's one thing. And the second thing is the righteous judge. The unjust judge heard the request of the poor widow. Well, God, of course, is not unjust. He is most just. It says in Genesis 18, as Abraham is interceding on behalf of the righteous in Sodom. In Genesis 18, verse 23, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked, and and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee shall not the judge of all the earth do right. God does right. He is a righteous judge. He will do right. That's why it says in Romans, in Romans chapter two concerning, um the time of judgment day in Romans 2 verse 5 but after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath 
and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Judgment Day is a revelation of God's righteous judgment. God is not wrong. He is not um, unfair, unjust, as the rebel man will accuse. And, you know, when you hear uh, atheists or others, just all kinds of people speak against God today, they, they let their tongue walk through the earth and into the heaven and rail against their creator and and they accuse him left and right and, and point the finger at him as though they're the judge of God when of course it's God who's the judge of man and and man is not the one uh, who is to um determine whether God is just or not but God determines whether man is just or not and they accuse God of wrongdoing. You did this and you did that and and so forth. And it, it is nothing more than uh, if a bunch of criminals got together on death row and started complaining about the judge that sentenced them there. What would we think? Well, what would you expect? They're condemned criminals. They're the worst sort. Of course, they're going to speak evil of the judge that sentenced them and the law that condemned them. And that's exactly how it is with mankind that wag their tongue at the Almighty. It's nothing but the rebels complaining about the righteous judge and his righteous law that has pronounced their condemnation. And and God stresses that his judgment is righteous. He says in Second Thessalonians, in Second Thessalonians chapter one, in verse five, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you who are troubled. Rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. It's a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation. Satan and his kingdom, Babylon, the nations of the world, they brought tribulation to the people of God as God allowed Satan to overcome the camp of the saints to drive the true believers out of the congregations. Well, now, at the end of the Great Tribulation, Babylon falls, and it's a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them who troubled you. That is the, the widow woman, the widow crying for vengeance or the souls under the altar. How long, O God, holy and true, till you avenge our blood? And, and God began to avenge when he started judging the churches. That's why Luke 21 speaks of that time as the days of vengeance. And God continues 
to avenge the blood of his people through Babylon's fall into this day of judgment. And, and God's people continue to cry out, continue to lift our voices unto him. Oh, Heavenly Father, could it be? Could it be? But it's more, it's not, it's not a, a, a strong cry. It, it's a, a weary cry. It's a, a tired cry. It's a sorrowful cry that God's people have been making because we have cried before. We have cried for a long time. Some have cried out to God even back before 1994. And over the course of the many years of the Great Tribulation, the cry of God's elect has lifted itself up to heaven and to the ears of the Lord above. And God's people cried unto May 21. And after May 21, in these years, this prolonged day of judgment, the Lord's people have continued to cry, continued to raise their voices as they have gone through the fiery trial of faith and and they have been troubled and in many ways and afflicted and so forth. And yet they keep coming. They keep coming to God day after day, day after day. They lift their voice to God above. And certainly God is pleased. God is pleased. They have not gone back. They have not turned to the world. They have not turned to the church. They continue to look to the Bible and to God, the the only one that can hear their prayers, the God of the Bible, and they continue to pray to him. Well, let us keep praying now. Let us keep praying that God sets everything right, that God's word be fulfilled, that his promises come to fruition, that everything that he has declared in his word come to pass. And in order for that to happen, in order for God to fulfill the promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to fulfill the promise he has given all throughout the scripture of the promised land of a new heaven and a new earth, the promise of a new body, the promise of eternal life and eternal life in the truest and and realest sense of the word, life where there is joy and peace and, and there is no more sorrow or tears or crying or pain or death. That promise that God has given in all the rest. Let us cry to the Lord, Dear Heavenly Father, could it be, could it be, O God, that this is the time, that this will be the day? And, O Lord, we look to you and we present our request to you. May you come October 7th, 2015. May that be the last day. And and then what do we say? Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And we have great hope and expectation. This may be the day, but we know we are not God. We know we have thought 
uh, of other days in the past, we we have um, realized and and been humbled, and so humbly we beseech you, humbly we make our request to you, but we also will accept whatever your will is, and we will continue, if it be your will, in the unlikely event that time goes on, we will continue looking to you and to the Bible, looking for and hasting unto the coming day of God. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.